Chapter 21 The Gopis Attracted by the Flute Krishna was very pleased with the atmosphere of the forest, where flowers bloomed and bees and drones hummed very jubilantly. While the birds, trees, and branches were all looking very happy, Krishna, tending his cows, accompanied by Sri Balaram and the cowherd boys, began to vibrate his transcendental flute. After hearing the vibration of the flute of Krishna, the gopis in Vrindavan remembered him and began to talk amongst themselves about how nicely Krishna was playing the flute. When the gopis were describing the sweet vibration of Krishna's flute, they also remembered their pastimes with him. Thus their minds became disturbed, and they were unable to describe completely the beautiful vibrations. While discussing the transcendental vibration, they remembered also how Krishna dressed, decorated with a peacock feather on his head, just like a dancing actor, and with blue flowers pushed over his ear. His garment glowed yellow gold, and he was garlanded with a Vaijayanti necklace. Dressed in such an attractive way, Krishna filled up the holes of his flute with the nectar emanating from his lips. So they remembered him, entering the forest of Vrindavan, which is always glorified by the footprints of Krishna and his companions. Krishna was very expert in playing the flute, and the gopis were captivated by the sound vibration, which was not only attractive to them, but to all living creatures who heard it. One of the gopis told her friends, The highest perfection of the eyes is to see Krishna and Balaram entering the forest and playing their flutes and tending the cows with their friends. Persons who are constantly engaged in the transcendental meditation of seeing Krishna internally and externally, by thinking of him playing the flute and entering the Vrindavan forest, have really attained the perfection of samadhi. Samadhi, or trance, means absorption of all the activities of the senses on a particular object, and the gopis indicate that the pastimes of Krishna are the perfection of all meditation and samadhi. It is also confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita that anyone who is always absorbed in the thought of Krishna is the topmost of all yogis. Another gopi expressed her opinion that Krishna and Balaram, while tending the cows, appeared just like actors going to play on a dramatic stage. Krishna was dressed in glowing garments of yellow, Balaram in blue, and they held new twigs of mango tree, peacock feather, and bunches of flowers in their hands. Dressed with garlands of lotus flowers, they were sometimes singing very sweetly amongst their friends. One gopi told her friend, How is it Krishna and Balaram are looking so beautiful? Another gopi said, My dear friend, we cannot even think of his bamboo flute. What sort of pious activities did it execute so that it is now enjoying the nectar of the lips of Krishna? Krishna sometimes kisses the gopis. Therefore, the transcendental nectar of his lips is available only to them, and his lips are considered their property. Therefore, the gopis asked, How is it possible that the flute, which is nothing but a bamboo rod, is always engaged in enjoying the nectar from Krishna's lips? Because the flute is engaged in the service of the Supreme Lord, the mother and the father of the flute must be happy. 
The lakes and the rivers are to be considered the mothers of the trees because the trees live simply by drinking water. So the waters of the lakes and rivers of Vrindavan were full of happy lotus flowers because the waters were thinking, how is it our sun, the bamboo rod, is enjoying the nectar of Krishna's lips? The bamboo trees standing by the banks of the rivers and the lakes were also happy to see their descendants so engaged in the service of the Lord. Just as persons who are advanced in knowledge take pleasure to see their descendants engage in the service of the Lord. The trees were also overwhelmed with joy and were incessantly yielding honey, which flowed from the beehives hanging in their branches. Sometimes the gopis spoke thus to their friends about Krishna. Dear friends, our Vrindavan is proclaiming the glories of this entire earth because this planet is glorified by the lotus footprints of the son of Devaki. Besides that, when Govinda plays his flute, the peacocks immediately become mad. All the animals and the trees and plants, either on the top of Govardhan Hill or in the valley, see the dancing of the peacock. They all stand still and listen to the transcendental sound of the flute with great attention. We think that this boon is not possible or available on any other planet. Although the gopis were village cowherd women and girls, they had knowledge of Krishna. Similarly, one can learn the highest truths simply by hearing the Vedas from authoritative sources. Another gopi said, My dear friends, just see the deer. Although they are dumb animals, they have approached the son of Maharaj Nanda Krishna. Not only are they attracted by the dress of Krishna and Balaram, but as soon as they hear the playing of the flute, the deer, along with their husbands, offer respectful obeisances unto the Lord by looking at him with great affection. The gopis were envious of the deer because the deer were able to offer their service to Krishna along with their husbands. The gopis thought themselves not so fortunate, because whenever they wanted to go to Krishna, their husbands were not very happy. Another gopi said, My dear friends, Krishna is so nicely dressed that he appears to be the impetus to various kinds of ceremonies held by the women folk. Even the wives of the denizens of heaven become attracted after hearing the transcendental sound of his flute. Although they are traveling in the air in their airplanes, enjoying the company of their husbands, on hearing the sound of Krishna's flute, they immediately become perturbed. Their hair is loosened and their tight dresses are slackened. This means that the transcendental sound of the flute of Krishna extended to all corners of the universe. Also, it is significant that the gopis knew about the different kinds of airplanes flying in the sky. Another gopi said to her friends, My dear friends, the cows are also charmed as soon as they hear the transcendental sound of the flute of Krishna. It sounds to them like the pouring of nectar, and they immediately spread their long ears just to catch the liquid nectar of the flute. As for the calves, they are seen with the nipples of their mothers pressed in their mouths, but they cannot suck the milk. They remain struck with devotion, and tears glide down their eyes, illustrating vividly how they are embracing Krishna heart to heart.
These phenomena indicate that even the cows and the calves in Vrindavan know how to cry for Krishna and embrace him heart to heart. Actually, Krishna-conscious affection can be culminated in shedding tears from the eyes. A younger gopi told her mother, My dear mother, the birds who are all looking at Krishna playing on his flute are sitting very attentively on the branches and twigs of different trees. From their features, it appears that they have forgotten everything and are engaged only in hearing Krishna's flute. This proves that they are not ordinary birds. They are great sages and devotees, and just to hear Krishna's flute, they have appeared in Vrindavan forest as birds. Great sages and scholars are interested in Vedic knowledge, but the essence of Vedic knowledge is stated in the Bhagavad Gita, Through the knowledge of the Vedas, Krishna has to be understood. From the behavior of these birds, it appears that they were great scholars in Vedic knowledge and that they took to Krishna's transcendental vibration and rejected all branches of Vedic knowledge. Even the river Yamuna, being desirous to embrace the lotus feet of Krishna after hearing the transcendental vibration of his flute, broke her fierce waves to flow very nicely with lotus flowers in her hands, just to present flowers to Mukunda with deep feeling. The scorching heat of the autumn sunshine was sometimes intolerable, and therefore the clouds in the sky appeared in sympathy above Krishna and Balaram and their boyfriends while they engaged in blowing their flutes. The clouds served as a soothing umbrella over their heads just to make friendship with Krishna. The wanton aborigine girls also became fully satisfied when they smeared their faces and breasts with the dust of Vrindavan, which was reddish from the touch of Krishna's lotus feet. The aborigine girls had very full breasts, and they were also very lusty. But when their lovers felt their breasts, they were not very satisfied. When they came out into the midst of the forest, they saw that while Krishna was walking, Some of the leaves and creepers of Vrindavan turned reddish from the kumkum powder which fell from his lotus feet. His lotus feet were held by the gopis on their breasts, which were also smeared with kumkum powder. But when Krishna traveled in the Vrindavan forest with Balaram and his boyfriends, the reddish powder fell on the ground of the Vrindavan forest. So the lusty aborigine girls, while looking toward Krishna playing his flute, saw the reddish kumkum on the ground, and immediately took it and smeared it over their breasts and faces. In this way they became fully satisfied, although they were not satisfied when their lovers touched their breasts. All material lusty desires can be immediately satisfied if one comes in contact with Krishna consciousness. Another gopi began to praise the unique position of Govardhan Hill in this way. How fortunate is Govardhan Hill! for it is enjoying the association of Lord Krishna and Balaram, who are accustomed to walk on it. Thus Govardhan is always in touch with the lotus feet of the Lord. And because Govardhan Hill is so obliged to Lord Krishna and Balaram, it is supplying different kinds of fruits, roots and herbs, as well as very pleasing crystal water from its lakes in presentation to the Lord. The best presentation offered by Govardhan Hill, however, was newly grown grass for the cows and calves. 
Govardhan Hill knew how to please the Lord by pleasing his most beloved associates, the cows and the cowherd boys. Another gopi said that everything appeared wonderful when Krishna and Balaram traveled in the forest of Vrindavan playing their flutes and making intimate friendship with all kinds of moving and non-moving living creatures. When Krishna and Balaram played on their transcendental flutes, the moving creatures became stunned and stopped their activities, and the non-moving creatures like trees and plants began to shiver with ecstasy. Krishna and Balaram carried binding ropes on their shoulders and in their hands, just like ordinary cowherd boys. While milking the cows, the boys bound the hind legs with the small rope. This rope almost always hung from the shoulders of the boys, and it was not absent on the shoulders of Krishna and Balaram. In spite of their being the supreme personality of Godhead, they played exactly like cowherd boys, and therefore everything became wonderful and attractive. While Krishna was engaged in tending the cows in the forest of Vrindavan or on Govardhan Hill, the gopis in the village were absorbed in thinking of him and discussing his different pastimes. This is a perfect example of Krishna consciousness, to somehow or other always remain engrossed in thoughts of Krishna. The vivid example is always present in the behavior of the gopis. Therefore, Lord Chaitanya declared that no one can worship the Supreme Lord by any method which is better than the method of the gopis. The gopis were not born in very high Brahmin or Kshatriya families. They were born in the families of Vaishas, and not in a big mercantile community, but in the families of cowherd men. They were not very well educated, although they had heard all sorts of knowledge from the Brahmins, the authorities on Vedic knowledge. The gopis' only purpose was to remain always absorbed in thoughts of Krishna, Thus ends the Bhaktivedanta purport of the 21st chapter of Krishna. The gopis attracted by the flute.